The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there... Keep going, because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut To It. We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. I came across this just looking for, you know, questions and banter, so... Uh, text messaging. So we got a little intern in here, uh, B. Um, <clears throat> what, what are B? Come, come get to the mic a little bit. Yo. Yeah. No, no, the Lord ain't gonna help you. She on just this fixed one. her hair, so we're good. It's, it's okay. Intern. Our, intern. Intern B is on the way. R B. So um, text message. You, you, you're 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 pretty good into text message and short text. What's it called? <laughs> yeah. Him too. Abbreviations. So give me some abbreviations if you're talking to people that of your age and your circle. Um, like, oh my gosh, what, what we got? It's, it's called OMG. Yeah, OMG is oh my god, I guess. LOL is another one that I use kind of ironically, I guess. Laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. LMFAO. Excuse me? Hey, wait, wait a minute. Sorry. Wait, this old. Hold what's on. L- <laughs> what's Ella L- what? LMFAO. What's that mean? Am I allowed to cuss? Hold on. Hold, hold <laughs> up. You cuss a lot in your text messages? I cuss a lot just in general. <laughs> <laughs> oh, potty mouth. What girl. in the... <laughs> Why? Yes, answer. <laughs> she looked at me like, of course. <laughs> Why are you cussing a lot? How old are you? I'm 16. Oh, my gosh. You barely got a license. I flushed my pearls. <laughs> she said like she was 30. Oh, my huh? gosh. I was, Wow. All right, so give me some others that's not cuss words. Yeah. It's not cuss words? Or like, yes. Because I use some of those, and I'm 36. So <laughs> give some, like, the, I, the, new th- the new ones. Yeah, what's some new ones that you um, know us old-timers know? Yeah. Um, FR is for real. Uh, okay, um, so okay. that's one, I guess. IG I is, I guess. It could also be Instagram. See, oh, yeah. I would have never go. I, IG, I would have guessed Instagram. I, don't, I, I feel IG. like we're missing out on the good ones because we don't want her cussing. That's what it feels like <laughs> to Are me. Are missing out on some good ones? 
think so. Yeah. Nah, she li- Mom and dad, she lying now. Yeah, the thing is, she ain't trying to come up off those things so that you can't decode those text messages. Yep. <laughs> that's, what's, that's what's going on. Yeah, my go-to See, are we're parents. That's yeah. the difference LOL in this. And LMFAO. So those oh. are my two. All right. All right, you cool. gave, you gave so, us the- well, well, we appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, go, <laughs> go back up. Go back sit in the intern chair. Um, <laughs> so, so here's I have some text messages on senior texting code. All right. So like, I'm gonna like say senior it. citizens. Yes, okay. I'm gonna say it, and you guys have to guess. Does that include me or no? Yes, that includes you. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does. Don't, listen, don't get your don't get in your feelings right now. Don't get sometimes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I LOL. Yeah. What does FU mean? <laughs> Is that one? I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm going to throw it out there and then you guys get the guess. All right, so first one A T D. Think about it, senior sentences. A T D. All. That's all I got. <laughs> at the doctors. Are you no, looking them up the online right now? Yeah, yeah. yeah, don't don't cheat, Taylor. She cheating Taylor on Wednesday nights on, now. So, at when trivia night at the bar. You know somebody's you know somebody's done a penalty when they put their hands up. That was the first thing she went to. So H E D was at the doctors. <laughs> yeah, at the doctors. All right. Uh, B F F. Come on, Grandpa. best friends forever. No, that's all I got. Best friend fainted. What? It's old people. It's senior, it's senior citizens. Man, I wouldn't listen. I, I had the wrong game. <laughs> I'm ready now. What you thought it was? Senior. I'm better. No, I didn't know. I, I'm better. Go ahead. No, we good. Here's one that I'm pretty sure your grandmother will use. BTW. Bring the the, the cream of wheat. Will, <laughs> bring the wheelchair. Oh. I was close. All right. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B-Y-O-T. Bring your own teeth. Yes! <laughs> Why did you know that so fast? I, was I don't say, know. <laughs> I was going to say bring your own Tussin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, CBM. CBM? Yep. No, I could have went somewhere else. This is so sad. <laughs> Covered by Medicare. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Every senior citizen would know this, and it's, they even have a phone to help you, so... C-G-U. I have no idea. Can't get up. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Life Alert. <laughs> All right. F-W-B. <laughs> get your minds out of gutter. I F- can't. All right. Friend Friends with, with beta blockers. All right, last few. Last oh, 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 I, was, I need to know what a beta blocker is. I don't know either, but just a, I, that's I've heard I, of blue blockers from yeah. back in the day from a commercial. Yep. Yeah. All right, so every herb, per, every in it and blocker. I think every old person has found this, um, has as 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 went through this. F W I W. For what it's worth, I'm nope. gonna pass away. <laughs> Forgot where I was. No, oh, God, that's wrong. It was R O F L dot 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 C G U. Rolling on the floor, I can't get up. Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. Yes. Good job. Well done, Gerard. All I right. mean, it was it was in the last two. I did. It was go back and review. Good job. Yep. Yeah. Was it? I was All right. This is a context, please. Oh. Yes. This is the last one. This is the best one. 
GGPBL. I forget all those letters already. GGPBL. Gotta gotta go. <laughs> Is bowel in there anywhere? Right. I hope not. <laughs> gotta go. I gotta pass some kidney stones. <laughs> Close. <laughs> gotta go. Pacemaker battery low. Damn. That's. Hey, we had cut to it. Do not stand by ageism. Anyway, <laughs> no, we do. I not. just want to put just, that disclaimer out. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it was it was it was cute. I just was like, was oh. Cute. So there's some others. WTP. Last one. WTP. What? Where's the prunes? Yeah, that's what it said. All right. Well, listen. Hey, if you don't know, now you know. Seniors have a abbreviation text code. Youngsters have abbreviation text code that obviously uh, has a lot of cuss words in it. That's all it is. But appreciate it. Hey, who we got? Coming up next on the Cut To It podcast, we have Montreal, Canada native and mixed martial arts journalist Ariel Helwani. Ariel is one of the leading voices in the hand-to-hand combat sports world and has been named MMA Journalist of the Year consecutively from 2012 to 2019. An old-school Montreal Expos fan, Ariel Helwani on the Cut To It podcast. Oh, it is an honor. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me. Well, we do a section called Get Iced Up, and there's, uh, there's going to be some random questions. And no one knows what these questions are. When I say no one knows, I have the questions right here. I get all these questions randomly through miscellaneous, stupid, random places that you would not even think about. But then when I ask you, you will have a such a profound look on your face that that wow. just gives me understanding that that was a damn good question. And I, and wow. I will say, I know. We're, we're deep on the cut to a podcast. This is Ariel. deep. This yeah. is deep. So yeah. you ready? I'm ready. I'm All ready. Right. Buckle up, Buttercup. Here we go. All right. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. What was your favorite childhood meal? Oh, wow. See? Uh, ah, uh-huh. he gave it to <laughs> me. He gave it to me. <laughs> this, this is deep. This is really deep. I thought you were going to go in a different direction there yeah. when you started, you know, pausing after each word. Uh, childhood meal. Probably pizza. Every, you know what I used to do as a kid, and I think you would appreciate this. We had a tradition every Sunday night uh, in my house. We'd order from Domino's, and I know Domino's isn't great these days, but the one near my house was really, really good. And I know a lot of people don't like my toppings choice, but I will maintain till the type? day I die. Green olives and pineapple, a little Ooh. sweet, a little salty. Phenom- I could taste it right here in the back of my throat. Pause. It tastes so good. Hold on. Hold on. We'll we'll, we'll edit that. I'm just kidding. No, we ain't not editing. (laughs) Don't you ever, don't you ever again on any podcast say the back of my throat and do that. Okay. Don't do that. Right here. (laughs) You know know what the tradition was? I'd sit with my brothers in our kitchen and we'd watch NFL primetime. That was the Sunday tradition. Uh, Which historical time period would you like to visit most? Oh, man. That is a tough one. Um, so you just thought you was going on some weak ass dudes sports no, this podcast? Is, huh? This is great. God, this is refreshing. I thought we were going to talk about boring career stuff, sport. This is great stuff. Um, you know what? I'll I'll give you the I'll give you the one that first came to mind. Okay, right off the top of my that, head. That, that's what I would like. That's what we want. Yeah, I, the first one that came to mind was 1948. Um, May 14th, 1948, that's when the state of Israel was was born. 
And Ooh, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a proud Jew. I believe strongly in the state of Israel. And that seemed like a really important time in my people's history mm. coming off the Holocaust and yep. World War II. And yep. they needed a home. And so I think it would be pretty damn cool to be there when the state wow. of Israel was born. So that is awesome. Been to Israel. Wow. Love it. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, for my son's junior, senior year, junior year of spring break, uh, me and my son for Easter, would you like to know where we spent our time at? I'm going to guess Jerusalem. No, I wish. <laughs> okay. Um, in Poland. Oh, wait a second. Yes. You went? Did you go on the March of the Living? Is that what it's called? The March of the Did Living? you go, Did you go to like the concentration camps? Yes. And stuff? Oh, so I went. Wait, what year was that? Uh, I probably went before. Listen, you. uh, COVID has screwed up my 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 yeah, my yeah. time so. back yonder <laughs> yeah, in the back south. Yonder. That's what we say down here. Yeah, back. Uh, it would be two years. It was he's a he's graduated, so about probably two years with. COVID, so three years ago? Okay, okay. So I went in 99. Oh, There's no, 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 no. 99, yeah, he was uh, 90, yeah. 99, he was three. He was two. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. My bad. Uh, <laughs> that, that's amazing, though. Yeah. Wow. So you went to Auschwitz and all I that? I went to Auschwitz. Uh, we did that in the beginning of our trip, yeah. and then we went to uh, Iceland at the end because we, we kind of needed some something yes. uplifting. It was it was awesome, and it, it was depressing. Um, we It was Do tough. That. What prompted you to do that? I so the interesting thing is, uh, when I was you know I grew up in L.A. and um, back when we were our ages back in the eighties and nineties, that's when they taught they taught history in its entirety. It was nothing about sex or um, people's you know sex or gender people's uh, opinion. It was. It was our history. It was history. It wasn't, it wasn't parsed out what they wanted us to know. Yeah. And so in most times back then, you would always have to read Anne Frank. And that's what it was. And so I've always had a really a very intellectual mind on the Holocaust, what it's done, the impact. Uh, my ultimate place I would love to go is in uh, her museum. The museum that they made out of her home, Netherlands. Um, Netherlands, yes. And so um, I'm just, uh, I love history. I love. I'm I'm a little weirdo on like what type of history. I love um, informational history, like mm -hmm. something that I can gather and obtain, and how I can apply it to my personal life or my business life, in which that can cultivate growth in me. That is awesome, man. Much respect. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I I, I grew up. Um, going to Jewish school and in the 11th grade we had to apply to a trip uh, called the March of the Living where they took a select few of us and we went in April so around the same time that you were there um, and we went to Auschwitz we went to Poland we were there for about eight nine days and then on the back end they take us so it's kind of it's exact same thing that you did but a different place we needed some uplifting after mm -hmm. that because it was very depressing it very a trip a trip that changed my life forever we went to Israel to celebrate Israel's independence. So mm, uh, it's wow. around its birthday, May, and then we go there. And uh, I don't know if there's two days that go by that I don't think about being in those, you know, gas chambers and seeing mm. the scratches on the walls or and the, seeing the, the ashes. Or the all the, the shoes. The shoes, man. The, the, the briefcases. The silverware, the briefcases, yeah, uh, all that it's stuff. It's tough. Well, yeah, I, I you, would. 
I want to talk about anyone living on this earth would go on that trip and to give you some perspective about how precious life can be. You want to talk about even something. So uh, talking about Israel, uh, my son, Peyton, uh, my son, Boston and my daughter, um, I baptized them uh, in the Jordan River. Wow. Yeah. When we were on our trip uh, back in 2008. So yeah. that's great, man. Yeah. Respect. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Uh, and then last one. You being a Canadian, yes, sir. what do you love about your hometown? Oh, man, I love a lot about my hometown. My All right, hometown I just want is, one, though. One. Yeah, 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 Montreal, uh, greatest city in the world. Uh, I will say that I love how um, culturally, culturally diverse it is. Uh, I love that, you know, there's French-speaking people there. There's English-speaking people. You go there, you think you're in Europe. Um it just feels, you know, America, God bless it, can be a bit of a melting pot. Absolutely. Uh, in in Canada and in Montreal, I feel like everyone is sort of accepted for who they are and where they come from. And it's a lot of immigrants and it's a lot of people from different backgrounds who speak different languages. Everything has to be bilingual. Ooh, I just love wow. how different it is. Uh, and so, so it's an expectation there, Ariel? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I don't know if it's an expectation, but I mean, like half of the day by law, if you live in Quebec, in the province of Quebec... Uh, half of the day has to be in French. So it doesn't matter what kind of school you go to, Ooh, 50% yeah. of your school day has to be in French. And uh -huh. so you're just grown up, uh, you know, you, you kind of, you know, of I'm course- I'm still figuring out English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a great thing. In fact, I was born French. Like my first language for Slight the first flex. five, six yeah. years of my, no, okay. you know, listen, yeah. I just, yeah. you know- I've been a parent, that's cool. You know, yeah. I mean, you uh, know. was French. And now I can hardly speak it because I haven't been home for 20 years. Uh, oh, but now yeah, you're a victim. Okay. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. exactly. Yeah. Not, I, no, no retention in the uh, listen, Montreal I, school system. Listen, I'm messing with you because, man, I've done some research on you, man. I got some questions. Uh oh, here we go. I just got some questions about your personality, which I it is it's 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 very intriguing to me. It is okay. Uh, I can I see this interview as a wide receiver, me, and you're the DB. <laughs> You're the DB. Okay, so in other words, you're Stephon Diggs, my man. You know, the Bills are about to win the Super Bowl. I don't know if you know this. I'm a lifelong Buffalo Bill fan. So Did, you're Stephon I actually, Diggs. Actually didn't care, but continue. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, are you Jordan Poyer? Am I Jordan Poyer? I don't know. Ooh, like, that's not I mean, a good one because he used to play for another team before he was with Buffalo. He used to play with no, Cleveland. I don't care. No, don't you care. should. I'm talking, about the, I'm talking about the 2021 Buffalo Bills. I understand, but if about you're- to romp. But if you're if you are technically rolling with a dude that has a history with me, you, you a guy you may be counting mm. on okay. when you when y'all when your game comes, he may have been counting game, out. He <laughs> may be like, "Well, shit, you didn't say it was Steve." Now, hey, whoa, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> He'd be like, "Hey, Jordan, where are you going?" <laughs> so he just uh, had to cancel that order from Amazon, <laughs> <in that> Jersey. <laughs> Street lights are on. Gotta that's get in the house. Gotta, gotta, gotta get in the house. Gotta yeah, 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 that's right. I love Cut To It, and I, I love it even more when you download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media too, Smitty. Where where at? That's at Cut To It on Instagram. What about Twitter? At Cut To It. Facebook? Cut To It featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? And you can follow us at cuttoitpodcast.com where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts.
I got all my answers. Question. Um, yeah. I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. Cut to it podcast.com. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder the search is the real adventure available feature intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions always monitor traffic and weather conditions I love starting this off this way I love asking this way because with the right people you ask this question in the right manner they light up and they talk about it so where are you from and the place you call your hometown. I'm from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. I was born there July 8, 1982. I'm extremely proud to be from Montreal. I'm extremely proud to be Canadian um, for many reasons. But one of the reasons why I love Canada so much is because Canada was a place that accepted my parents. My parents aren't from Canada. My mom is from Beirut, Lebanon, mm. and my dad mm. is from Alexandria, Egypt. And uh, my parents had to leave the Middle East in the, in the late 70s uh, because of the rise of anti-Semitism there. Uh, my grandparents in 1980 were kidnapped by the PLO uh, because their neighbor in Beirut wanted their jewelry store. He wanted the location. So he called the PLO to come kidnap them in the middle of the night what and is put the, them in jail. What is PLO the, was the Palestinian uh, Liberation Organization. Okay. Uh, and so they were, uh, you know, in many respects, a terrorist group that uh, just clashed with the Israelis and the Jews. And that's part of the reason why there aren't any Jews left in Lebanon anymore. Mm. Um, and so luckily they were let go after a week. It's a long story, but they, they fled to Canada 
And for me, I have always felt very strongly about the fact that Canada and no other country accepted my family and gave them a home and an opportunity to wow. live out their dreams. My dad's first job uh, was working in a factory uh, graveyard shift, sweeping up, and eventually, some 15 years later, he ended up buying the company, and and uh, that's wow. what gave us, you know, a great life. And I learned a lot about work ethic and mm -hmm. following your dreams and uh, doing right by others from him. And so. Uh, you know, obviously America has given me a lot and I'm able to have a family here and work here, but I will always consider myself Canadian first and foremost. I love the way Canadians treat people. I love the way uh, Canadians are viewed around the world. I love the reputation that our country has. And uh, I'm just very, very proud to uh, to call myself a Canadian because of that reputation. And, and for the most part, you know, I've had a, a really great life and a lot of great memories and a lot of great experiences. Mm -hmm. But the 20 years that I spent in Canada from zero to 20 um, are memories that I'll never forget just because wow. I just think it's a phenomenal pace, place to uh, to raise children and to have a, a good life. And, and so when I talk mm -hmm. about Canada, people are like, well, you don't live there. How can you feel so strongly about it? I accept the fact that there are opportunities available to me here in the United States that aren't available to me in Canada, but without a doubt, in my heart, number one for me will always be the Great White North. Wow. Errol, we, we've had a lot of guests on, and everybody's prideful of their hometown, and everybody speaks highly of it. I can sit here and tell you, out of all the episodes we've done, the passion and the exuberance in which you rep your city is, is, is really amazing. I mean, that's, that's something else. Oh, thank you. I pre and it's it's legit. Like even on my Twitter avatar and Instagram, you it's have, me wearing you have my the Montreal. Uh, you got Expos. the baseball team. That, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. my team, and they no longer exist. Correct. Two thousand four, they left, and it broke my heart because I grew up a massive sports fan. You lose in the playoffs, you stumble. Okay, there's yeah. always next year, but they were just gone, and I had great memories going to that stadium, the Olympic Stadium, to Man, watch had, them play. Some good baseball. Did you have a Tim Raines jersey? I, uh, Tim Raines actually one of the first people I ever interviewed, which was a crazy story in wow. its own right. I had a Mo Moises Alou is my favorite player. Yeah, '94. Remember Whoa. him, number eighteen, the oh, son yeah? of Felipe. Yeah. Uh, in '94, they had the best record in baseball, yeah. and then uh, the strike happened on yeah. August 12th. They were six games ahead of the the Atlanta Braves in the uh, in the NL East, and that kind of killed the team. And they had to get rid of a lot of the players. Larry Walker being one of them, who was yep. just inducted into the Hall of Fame. That picture it's a very old picture is because that's me representing my hometown yeah that that's was like me. before snapbacks actually existed yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean it's not that old but no no i'm uh, just i'm just saying that the in the way and way that that structure of a hat that is a old school hat that, yeah that is it's an old school hat that is that is specific and intentional on your part so that i, I recognize absolutely that. so now you it know makes what sense. i love about it you know what I love about it? It's like, you know, now that my, you know, like you get more fame and notoriety, whatever attention and people like will use your tweets and it will show up on TV or yeah. whatever. And I think it was always like, it, it always makes me laugh and warms my heart. It's like, man, the Expos are dead. My favorite baseball team dead. They've been dead for now 17 years, but the the hat, I, I'm, I'm doing my part in keeping yeah. them alive. And so it's the, that logo is popping up in places that it shouldn't be popping up on. And a lot of people probably don't even know what it symbolizes yeah. and what it means to oh, so there's many some people. Folk, but, most don't, but yeah. the, the right people are paying attention. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know what? I, I can tell, I can see, the, I can hear the inflection in your voice and I can see in your face. You are enjoying sitting down with me a lot more than you anticipated. Look at the what? grin. That's like, that was a yes, but I can't give them credit. 
That's Listen, cool. I've been married for 21 Listen. years. I'm used to it. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't resist this. I got the call and I and I said, wait a second. Are we talking about Steve Smith of the Atlanta Hawks or Steve Smith of the Carolina Panthers? Because if it was the Hawks guy, I would have said no, just for the record. I mean, I, don't, I appreciate that. No, funny story. I have been texted by a media person <laughs> wishing me happy birthday, thinking I was him. <laughs> and I'm like. No, it's not my birthday. I'm pretty sure. Steve, it's not your birthday. And I finally looked it up and I was like, you're texting the wrong Steve. Well, uh, well to, to, to give Ariel a, l- a little credit, he did a little research as well, too. So, so when I reached out to Ariel and said, hey, you know, Steve Smith, you know, come on the podcast. And I started going into my normal elevator pitch spiel. Yeah. And he said, let me cut you off right now. He goes, I already listened. I already understand it. And we probably wouldn't be doing this if I didn't know the Ooh, level of detail that I you guys like that. get into. So come on, uh, man. I ain't man. no Jabron. Yeah, I ain't wouldn't. no Johnny come but, lately. Guy. I, mean, <laughs> I, I do have, I do have one Moises Alou random question for you. Okay. okay. You ready? So yep. I'm the king of random information and Steve's looking at me sideways right now. No, I know what you're really going to ask, by the way. I know what you're going to ask. What are you going to ask me? Are, no, you, you, I know what you're going to ask me. What am I going to ask you? Are you going to ask about the batting gloves? Absolutely. That's how good, how about that's that? how good he is. How about that, so, Steve? Let, let's ask how Steve. How about that? Let's ask Steve. He's, he's, so do you know Moises Alou never wore batting gloves? Do you know how he made his hands tough because he never wore batting gloves? Do you know, Steve? Uh, doing some, some manual labor. Ariel, please answer. He would urinate on his hands before the game. True story. Look at his. Can you see his face right now, podcast listeners? It's a discerning look. <laughs> and and you know what? You know how I found out about that as a kid. Excuse me. Last whoa whoa last, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa whoa. What do you For mean? Real? How do you do? I want no. I do not want to know no, how you find out a grown ass man was pissing on his hands. No, I do Listen, not want to know. I do not want to be part of that criminal case. As a character witness, Steve, did you, were you in the room? No, I was not, Your Honor. Is that not you in that hat? No, it is not, Your Honor. No. Are how, you about saying... your, how about his teammates who have to high five him yep. throughout the game oh. and the ball that he catches? Exactly. And he goes, but I'm a little kid. I think it's 92 or 93, last game of the season. All the kids rush to the dugout to try to get, yeah. you know, ball, bat, whatever. And I'm wearing a Moises Alou jersey. And I, and I say to him, as a young kid, Moises, could I have your batting gloves? Did and he you looks say it up in English? And, and I, yes, I said it in English because okay, at that I thought point, it was in know, French. 11, I didn't know. No, no, I, I said first five years French. French. Try to keep up. I said first five years French <laughs> up to Well, it was now. an evening game. So if it was an evening game, it had to be in French. What does that have to do with anything? Because you said in, you said in your native hometown. Yeah. At yeah, the second half of the afternoon. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's just the day. That's just the school. It could be the first half. It could be the second half. It always changes. In any event, mm-hmm. I say to Moises, you're my favorite player. Look, I'm wearing your jersey. He looks up at me and he says, if I'm your favorite player, you should know that I don't wear batting gloves. Now, Mia Culpa, I didn't know. I'm just a young kid. Do my research. I find out he urinates on his hands before the games yep. and doesn't wear the batting gloves. And is one of the last guys to ever do that. And yep. uh, I would I would urge anyone out there who's you know a young football player, baseball player to try it because it seemed to have served him well. <laughs> Long pause in the cut to it podcast. No, so he's he's official. He's legit. Pissy hands. That's all you tell him. That's all I heard. Pissy tips. Um, hand sanitizer. 
Can't, Look, I can't even Look, imagine. He's so concerned right I now. I can't even imagine high-fiving a dude that I know just tinkled on himself, on his hands. It's a crazy. I don't even understand high the five, science good behind hit. it. Good hit. Yeah. Go, you want if you touch me. High-five me if you want thing. to, Moises. Your ass will be playing in the second inning. <laughs> General Manager Steve Smith with the, uh, <laughs> with the educational call. Wow. Okay. So. At the age of 11, you fell in love with martial arts. You saw your first UFC f- match in 1993. The year was founded. Give me the short version of the rundown of how you are just so involved. in. You're considered the Adam Scheffner of the No, 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 no. Let's get it right. Adam Schefter is considered the Ariel Hawani of the NFL world. Okay, no, let's just call see, it I'm like in the it NFL. <laughs> All right, I'm in the NFL. I'm like in the states. Is. Yeah, I'm just going to call. That's cool. Listen, what's he I, ever done? You're not talking to. Uh, what's he ever done? Adam Schefter. Yeah, you don't Multiple. even know his name. It's Adam Schefter. That's how irrelevant he is. If you were sitting next to me, I would <laughs> flick you in your forehead. Right Ariel, now. this is our podcast. We can do what we want to do. I told you I'm still. Hey, I told you I'm still trying to figure out English. <laughs> oh, you think Adam's I'm the man? We, uh, we got your alias. I, you know, I worked at ESPN for three years. I never had an opportunity to actually work with him because we were kind of in different lanes. But uh, I have a lot of respect for what he's done in his career, and I was just messing around. I know. So I know. I was messing around too. I, this all is all right. the good. Look, listen. None of this is taken serious. Okay, fair enough. For the last 18 months, we've been in lockdown, all that stuff, bro. I'm telling you, 2021 and 2022 are moving forward. I really can't take life too serious. Amen. Right? I I really, I used to, but now I'm just kind of like, right? Just kind of have fun, joke around, not being super, super duper serious, but also you got to be able to laugh at yourself, man. YOLO. Live your life. You know what I mean? That's what I say, you know. Yeah, I'm the guy have who buys- have a screen, have a backdrop of all these <laughs> fake ass books, fake ass books <laughs> that you ain't never read, right? <laughs> I'll give you a different one. You want a different one? Oh, I got, oh, I, look got <laughs> I got backgrounds for days. What that's what I'm did, talking did about. Did you get the ten free book him. backgrounds look app? Look, what happened? Look. Hey, that's a brother on the budget right there. Is, right hey. there. Well, what's free? Uh, books. Okay, okay, let me get the books. Let, let me get, get the, the trial book, book offer. Just, <laughs> these glasses aren't real. I was just trying to look as smart as That's possible. That's a lie because when you go down a little bit, mm-hmm. I can see the enhancing of your eyes. Which oh, tells thanks. me they are real. Then, and okay. technically, you blind as a bat, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Back <laughs> all to the question. Back to the question. Uh, like, I love I mean, sports. Why, why do you love a sport in which... When we look at football, baseball, basketball, everything is such a fluent sport. It's going on so much. There's always something going on. MMA, yep. UFC. And I'm really struggling with understanding how are you considered an insider where other than a match, there's nothing really going on. You're crazy. Steve and that's why I said it that way. I wanted crazy. that passion. That act, Sell me. First I am, of all. Give me UFC, MMA. Yep. Aerial 101. Let's go. Here's the thing. I don't know. And I'm okay with saying I don't know. The football players play from, let's say, July, late July. Can can you not do the finger thing, though? Yeah, that was a disrespectful shush. Can you not not flicker me on? (laughs) (laughs) You guys need six months in order to get back on track and feel better about that you get a six month offseason. There is no offseason. 
in mixed martial arts. There is no off-season in the That's UFC. There are 43 UFC events. For, well, we could get into that as well. I'd love to get into that. What, let's 43 do it. UFC events a year. 43? And it, 43 a year. Okay, and 43, the, nine, 43. the nine off weeks aren't in a row. They're like, you know, one random one here, yeah. one random one there. And then it's not just the UFC. There's other organizations. There's one called Bellator that's owned by Viacom. Yeah. They have 30-something events. There's another one How called PFL. How long Bellator has been going on? As far as Bellator has been going on like 2010, if memory serves me correct. There's tons in Europe, in Japan. I mean, it's all over the place. And so what I love about the sport um, as a journalist is there is no off-season. There's never a time like March when I turn on TV and you guys are debating whether or not, you know, the Bucks are going to repeat in freaking March, you know, or you're debating whether or not the third string, you know, O-line, the guard for the Packers should, you know, stairs. Like there's none of that fabrication. There's none of that, you know, nonsense. So, so I love what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And two analysts too, right? Because you've Mm -hmm. started doing some analyst work. So I, I, I love that. But you also understand if we talk about, Two weeks ago, the Green Bay Packers, that mm-hmm. third uh, string uh, tackle or guard, they could have used his ass. Uh, <laughs> oh, for <laughs> sure. But that's between that's between September and February if they make yeah. it that far. Correct. What I'm saying is, every week in MMA, if you're covering it, there's a different event with a different set of characters and a different set of stakes and a different set of storylines. Mm-hmm. And every fight means so much to those fighters because they don't make a lot of money, because they're trying to climb the ladder, because mm-hmm. a loss can set you back. And so I love that. You know, if you talk to an NBA beat writer and you say, okay, let's be honest, like you're sitting at a bar or something, you're like, come on, game 56 of the regular season between the Celtics and the Bucks, like just how much does it mean? You see guys sitting That's out. True. You can't sit out. In you can never sit out because you'll get that's former wide receiver Johnny Morton, who tried his hand at MMA way back in the day, got knocked out and was sent to the hospital, if you remember that story, at the L.A. Coliseum. Yeah. It's serious. You don't play fighting, right? It's, no. it's, it's, it's almost life and death. So I love that. I love the characters. Did you say I love almost? the personalities. I love all that stuff. Did you say almost? I would say getting hit with a two-piece that's not a wing or a thigh, that's, that, that's, that's not almost. You, you, that's pretty well, I mean, dead on. Thank God in the UFC – uh, there's never been a death yes. or, you know, a, a paralysis or anything like Correct. that. Um, there have been some scary moments, Absolutely. some crazy breaks and all that. But thank God, um, it, it sometimes feels like we're playing with fire, especially with the weight cutting that doesn't get enough attention. Like yeah. they are it's dangerous. hydrating themselves. It's very dangerous. There was one fighter the fema- who was a the, former the, champion. It's a female. She, they they well, have to hold, change her whole yep. pre-match routine because she what she has to do and go through it is, is extremely um, is extremely dangerous. Yes, uh, her name is Aspen Ladd, but there was a fighter back in 2000, I don't know, 15, 16, UFC 177, a guy named Henan Barrow, who at the time was one of the best fighters, was cutting weight in a small hotel room because, again, they're not making a lot of money. They're all staying in you know, Holiday Six, so. And he slips in the bathroom because he's dehydrated and lightheaded and he's going in and out of the hot bath and he hit his head on the counter and luckily was okay, but went to the hospital and was ruled out of the fight the day before. Imagine if he hits his head in the wrong spot, you know, could be fatal. Wow. So we've, we've had some scary moments. So so why, why are they naming all the UFC? Cause uh, today I look right. I look now at that UFC and it's, you know, fight 170 or fight 300 Right, and it seems like now every weekend since the pandemic, and maybe just because I was home more and I was paying attention, 
the pandemic seemed like every weekend now there's a there's a fight where maybe two and a half years ago, three years ago, four years ago, I'm not sure, there weren't as many contests on a day-to-day weekend basis. Now they you guys are seeming to now create that content, create almost like a season, but yet not make a season, but the true fans, which I am not, don't really understand it. How do you take a sport that is a sport, is grueling, it's a gladiator-like event that doesn't make the amount of money, but yet has the loyalist mm-hmm. and, and the avid fan sitting on the edge of your chair waiting for the next fight to go. But for the 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 nonchalant fan like myself, you know, I, I, I don't really know how and where and how it goes. Yeah, so there's a few things there. Number one, there have been events of this um, of this number, you know, 40, 41, 42 for the last few years. I think one thing, you know, it was controversial, but it ended up working out for them. They were the first ones to come back in the pandemic. So everything yeah. shuts down in March. They tried to keep it rolling. They tried to never stop. Uh, they came back in early May, and that was still two and a half or so months before the NBA came back, yep. Major League Baseball, NHL. So there was a period there where everyone was jonesing for sports and live events and wanted to gamble or do fantasy or whatever. And they were the only game in town. And I think they benefited from that and got a lot of new fans from that. And so uh, I think we're seeing now it paying dividends. Them being on ESPN, I think, is helping keep them in the conversation as well. But I agree with you. And I think you're alluding to this. Like, uh, I have long been a proponent. And this is part of the reason why some people in the sport maybe don't like me. Uh, I think the fighters are severely underpaid. I think that they should have... A, an association, a union, yeah. something that you guys, that there needs to be collective bargaining. There needs to be revenue sharing. The fact that they make no money off the TV deal is outrageous to me. The fact that they get their sponsors taken away and they have to wear stuff and they make no money off of that, that's outrageous to me. The fact that they have no say in the drug testing and all these things that they wow. should have a say, they're treated like employees, yeah. yet they're being called independent contractors. Mm. Well, I can assure you, if I call someone who's an independent contractor to fix my garage today that's broken, I can't tell that dude what to wear. No, I you can't, can't tell that dude where I to mean, be you could 24-7. Try. Yeah, it ain't going to go over. Your garage ain't getting sure fixed. That. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I want these fighters, you know, look, I've often said that MMA, which is essentially the UFC in America because the UFC is the dominant brand, has has not even been around for 30 years. And I think that we're still in the leather helmet days of Absolutely. MMA. That's what I mean by that is. I agree. I agree with you. A lot changed in the NFL since the leather helmet days, right? And so I hope that in 20, 30 years from now, we're going to see a lot of changes. Mm. And at the very top of that list is I want the fighters to have some kind of pension. You fight eight, nine years, you should be taken care of when you're done. They have none of this. They have no rights, no say, no, no nothing. Any no health seat at the table. They have any health insurance? Health insurance only if you get injured in a fight that night, like at the event. If you cross the street and get hit or this and that, they're not taking care of you. It has Mm. to be fight related. And so kudos to them. They give them that. And it took a while to get to that point. Mm. But these are men and women with kids and whatnot. Like that, you know, that's not going to cut it. And so do Um, you think with with UFC, MMA expanding and having more – eyes on them on a weekly basis that that will be able to maybe justify making some of those concessions over time possibly 
look, I hope it's over time. I hope it's in my lifetime. Um, I have been disappointed in the lack of urgency on the fighters part. They all will talk to me about it off the record, and yeah. I get it. It's uh, easy for me they to don't want to. Get, they don't want to get reprimanded or or exactly or punished for them speaking yeah. about how they feel they are treated. I get it. It's easy for me to talk about it. It's not my job. It's I mean, not of my course, employer. you're sitting back there with all those books back there. Yeah, you know, it's, I, and I I get that. But they so, all agree with me. They I, all you, agree with well, me. We, they all want yes, it. We we have to agree with you because you're speaking the truth. But the other thing is, if you complain about your contract with the Panthers, there are 29 other teams or 31 other teams that will give you an opportunity. If you complain um, publicly about the UFC, yeah, sure, you could go to Bellator, these other promotions. But let's be honest, it's, it's not it's gonna the be major difficult. leagues. It's it's not the same. So, um, and so you have basically hmm. you have like three tiers of fighters. You've got the top, top, top guy, you know, the Conor McGregor, the Khabib Nurmagomedovs, who those are, made it, those right? are unicorns. Unicorns. Everybody is trying to be that, and it is hard to duplicate that. Very hard, and they made it, and, and they don't like, even know exactly how they did it. They're on a yacht; they 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 have no worry. And then you have the other Akuna guy who's Matata like, right there. Th- this guy is like either just became a champion or has been a champion for a couple of fights, and he's like, man, I don't want to rock the boat at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm about to make it. I'm about to get Connor money, right? Then you have the guy who's like contender who thinks he's about to get a title shot he's like this is my chance i sure as hell ain't gonna rock the boat and then you have the guy who just came into the ufc and is making ten thousand dollars to win and ten thousand to show uh and he's like man i have no place to say anything yeah. and so no one wants to speak up for the other guy and they have their their time in the ufc and, and and by the way it's not just ufc like there's no pension there's no you know collective bargaining in any organization but of course they're the top one who makes the most amount of money and so there's no change. And sometimes it just feels like the media are the ones talking about it more so than the fighters. When I know the fighters want to do it, and I sympathize with them because they don't want to be blackballed. But at some point, just like it was in baseball with, uh, you know, fighter Kurt Flood, who spoke out and, you know, took a chance. And just like we've seen in other sports, like someone's going to have to be that guy. Hey, Gerard, where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing? Oh, yes. I got it from CutToItPodcast.com, where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 Shop. But yeah, you can go on, buy you a T-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Meffin Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough. But these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy 
and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. One of the things that I'm interested to ask you is, you seem to start a lot of shit sometimes. (laughs) Oh, you're talking to. Your sources are wrong, my friend. Everyone loves me. Hey, the streets talk, Ariel. We know. (laughs) Well, I just mean... Here's why I say you 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 start you start mess mm-hmm. <clears throat> because you're asked the right questions. Bingo, respect, respect. And when you start asking the right questions, when you're sitting at home and you start to listen, and you're an active listener, and then you write down a question, you write down a an answer that someone in in an authoritative position says, or a place where they hold people's paychecks or people's employment. And then they utilize when they don't hear what they want to hear the right way and they manipulate that. And then you take that information, you hold on to it, you take notes, and then it starts to resonate with you where it formulates other questions. Then you ask that, those individuals that. You start to create a uncomfortable situation for yourself because all you're doing is asking a question. Yeah. But for the most part, the guys know that. There have been times where people have said you're an instigator. I'm like, what do you mean by an instigator? Like, I'm trying to make fights between the fighters who are actually going to fight each other. Like, what does that even mean? You know what I mean? Like, what am, what what you're trying to say is essentially what you just said is I'm not there fawning over them. Yes. I don't think the athletes want that. I don't think they want someone kissing their ass. No, they just don't want the to... dumb questions. Yeah. 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 And so I try to be a little thoughtful. And look, a lot of this sport deals in conflict this guy doesn't like this guy and so if i'm asking this guy about what this guy said about him like that to me is interesting yeah because the they said it they said it for they a reason said it. i listen if you say that i fabricate things that's then different. i'll take it personally yeah absolutely i don't want to be a liar yeah. but if you're saying that oh you ask things that make people sometimes uncomfortable this and that but you're fair and you get it right and you're accurate i could live with that so, because that's what i always so want to be we're going to have a banter Mm-hmm. about this and so I, w- I want to hear your answer to this let's go let's all go. right is the truth more important than being nice or is being nice more important than the truth that's a tough one man i mean ultimately the truth is most important to me um see I i'm not talking about you i'm talking about from your professional opinion no. because no truth number one truth number one bro you know that's a lie what are you talking about? Here's now, from your professional opinion, how many yeah. times have you asked a question and you know they have to tell you the truth? Mm-hmm. But because maybe they received the question in a certain way, they take offense that that was a bullshit ass question because the way you asked it. And so they allow the tone or maybe 
the surrounding of how you presented the question where they you, they have allowed your tone to d- distract from the actual content because you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. well, I always try to be very respectful. And, I, but I don't the, have but, like... And as you do that, they still reply and respond in a way as if you asked them a lie. Yeah, and, and look, there, there have been tense moments and there have been moments where people don't like a question and they think that you're... Doing coming this at that. them or yeah yeah i look i at this point like you're gonna run into those situations but i feel as long as you're fair as long as you're coming from a place with you know facts behind you yeah. and you're accurate and you're unbiased you're not taking pot shots and you're not being disrespectful and you're not looking down on someone you're not kicking them while they're down if you're just treating it i've always treated believe it or not I do a lot of uh, interviews. That's kind of the main thing that I no, do. No, I, do. I, I believe it. I've, I've looked at a lot well, of your stuff. There, there's a comma there. I, I don't write anything down. I don't write any questions down. I have nothing in front of me because to me, number one, if I'm not prepared, if you and I, like right now, we're just shooting, uh, we go get a coffee. Like I'm not gonna come in, I'm not going there with a sheet of questions. Yeah. I'm just talking. We're conversating. And so if I'm like, tell me in this, you know, da 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 da, then I feel like the I lose the connection with the. Um, you know, with the, with the the subject, and so, so here's, I hope I have to I have to, you know, maybe tell on myself, and I'll give you context on why. Uh-huh. I have sheets of paper because I'm not hating on you. Everyone has their own thing. Oh, That's no, just I'm, what works for me. T- Listen, I didn't take you as hate. I'm I'm not right. I'm right. not at all. I'm telling you, I have to have sheets of paper because here's what happened with me that I realized I've had to retrain my bot my mind, and this is the sport, right? You were, uh-huh. you would respect this. Yep. So every week. You line up and they give us 75 new plays and we learn it and we have, they, they present the plays on Wednesday. So we go through training camp and then <clears throat> go through training camp. And you learn the fundamentals of the, the structure of the offense, right? I write means you line up, right? If you're Z X, you go opposite of the call, right? 36 wham, six, even numbers to the right, I to the left. 36 is through the three hole. Six is outside, right? Wham. It hits up the middle. So you come out that way, bang, you hit up in the three-hole, bang. That's the play, right? That's the fundamentals of football. Then throughout the season on Wednesday, so Monday you lose, win, they come in, evaluate, Tuesday you off. Wednesday you come in and they give you your plays. Hmm. And in that plays, they give them to you. Then after that, on Thursday is uh, third down and fringe, and then Friday is red zone. Saturday is, is a walkthrough, get on the airplane if it's a away game. If not, it's a home game, go home Sunday, uh, check in hotel on Saturday night. Sunday, you play the game. You do that all over. And each week, you have your fundamentals out of 75. You have the same 20, but then, or the same 50, or the same 45, and then the other plays are different. I did that for 17 years, 16 weeks. So my short-term memory, I've had to retrain it because it is I've, I have taught myself – Absorb as much information as I physically possibly can. Win, lose, or draw, disregard, and start all over the next week. And so I have trained my mind to take information, get it, and then disregard and dis- discard it. So for me, I have to right now at 40, 42, I have to have that because I had probably a billion questions I wanted to ask you. Probably... 500 million of those questions I've forgotten because my mind has disregarded them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because of how I train myself. 
I'm sure, correct me if I'm wrong, and I appreciate that context. And by the way, just again, to reiterate, I was not taking a shot. No, no, That's I, just what works I, it was a great, It was a great opportunity for me to you talk ball on yeah. what I've experienced that I learned a behavior pattern that I now have to break after doing it for 25 years. Do you think the hits to the head? Bro, have, you didn't get a uh, you didn't get a real good hit on me. Uh-huh. No, I mean <laughs> I, I'm dead the... serious. You didn't. For me, oh, never? I can I only had one concussion in 16 years. Wow. And that one concussion was like I actually got kneed in the back of the helmet getting up. It wasn't actually a physical hit. Oh, wow. Good for you. So for me, I trained my mind a certain way to where I was really good at what I did. But I did it for so many years that now I have to retrain my mind to now stop and retain information. Don't grab it, disregard it. So I write it. I take a lot of notes because all I need to do is see that note and bang, it comes back so quickly. Yep. So I have muscle memory playing, but also have muscle memory and memory as well, where I can hear a play and watch a lip. I can watch guys lips on and I can know the play because I can remember the sequence of lips and also being in a huddle because of the muscle memory. Wow. That is wild. As you're going through this on your process and not writing notes down and you just go with Which the Which is flow, a, extremely impressive. It's, I like it's extremely add. impressive. Well, we, we, we have fans that, that we've reached out to on our social media and we have a, as we walk through this podcast, there's some certain questions that they want to ask you. So one that came through from one of our guys, uh, Dylan Dimitri underscore T. Who's the best interview you've sat down with? It may not have been received the best way, but for Ariel himself, what's the best interview? Man, uh, that's a tough one. I love st- I love stunting him right now. Uh, He's like, gosh, well, that's try, a good I one. Try, oh, I try to give you – I will say is the cop-out, uh, and so I could give you like two – but I just did an interview with Tyson Fury yesterday, mm. uh, who's the heavyweight champ, oh, millennial heavyweight champ. Yeah. You know, sometimes you talk to fighters on the fu- on the Monday before a big fight. And they can be very ornery. Dull. Yeah. He went to a place with me and uh, it was just magical. Like mm. I didn't want it to end. And so that is one of my favorite interviews. And I know it just happened. So there's a bit of recency bias. No, but um, it, it happened. That's good. I, I mean, sometimes the you like I you've. You will interview just like I've played, and you probably have forgotten more interviews yeah, than that's you have d- that that you've done. Hey, that's a that's a that's a rich person problem. That's true. There was one that uh, people bring up a lot, and that's uh, in 2013. I was doing my show, and uh, a lot of people kept asking me to have this uh, this European fighter on. They're like, "You're gonna love him. You're gonna love him. He's great, and he's about to make his UFC debut in a couple of months." And so I said, "Sure." You know, obviously knew of him, but didn't know a lot about him. And uh, that was in February of 2013. And the fighter was telling me that he was on welfare, that he didn't have a pot to piss in, that he didn't have nice clothes. He didn't have a car. He hardly had any food, but he had Andy O's to be the great to win belts and all this stuff. And that guy was uh, Conor McGregor. And uh, that, how tr- that, uh, wow. how true, how true was that? It was all true. He was on welfare, wow. Um, wow. 100%. Uh, so it's an incredible story. When you go back and watch that interview, this guy who now has a lot of money talking not that long ago, less than 10 years ago about being on welfare, that's an interview that a lot of people bring I'm up till this day. Hey, I know you got to go. <clears throat> uh, yeah, all good. All good. This has been fun, guys. Man, I, really I, I just want to tell you, I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate that. What are the hard questions coming? I'm just wondering. Never. You, the, you, you gave us all of them. I you, like it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I appreciate thank you, Errol. Your time. 
right, and I wish you guys the best. Good you luck too, the, the rest of the way with this podcast and obviously with the season. I'll talk to you soon. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent. And most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr. That is me is a production of Cut To It LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut To It, executive producer Steve Smith Sr., co-host Gerard Littlejohn, talent and booking manager Joe Fushi, social media team. Wesley Robinson and John Show from Balto Creative Media. Cut to it is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter, with production assistance by Alex Lebrecht, production coordinator Taylor Robinson. Theme music by Alex Johnson, lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. It's all. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers, other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details.